Greetings, good and bad people. Welcome to another episode of Total Mind Jargon. I am here as Jesse. I'm Tyler. And I'm Marcus. And we are here to discuss some very, very important newsworthy events with you um, coming up uh, that have been emerging recently. So um, I'll kick it over to Tyler and oh. he'll talk about what we're going to talk about today. Oh, we're just going to run right down the topics right yeah. out of the Oh, right uh, of the shit. Yeah, yeah, well, and, and then we can kind of recap what's all right, going all right. on. That's yeah. cool. Okay. So if you're interested, stay tuned because what we're going to talk about is a lot of sports stuff and then some and some politics stuff. Okay. We're going to kick it off. The MLB awarded uh, MVP, Manager of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and Cy Young this week. We'll have our reactions, see mm-hmm. if who if we think the right people won those awards. Then we're going to go into some politics. There's been some uh, sexual assault, misconduct allegations. Uh, now the Democrats are getting involved. It's, yep. a, it's everybody. It's a bipartisan hide issue. Hide your kids, yeah. hide your white. They violate everybody's rights. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about that, see what, talk about what we think should be done, um, all that. And then we're going to finish off with some NFL news. Uh, Colin Kaepernick's been named Citizen of the Year by GQ. Uh, Jerry Jones was on tape saying some racist things he's apologized for since. And then he's also in a public spat with the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, and we'll get into all that stuff. They're going to war. It's getting pretty nasty out there. Getting nasty. So, Jesse, I don't know. what Did you want to talk about anything before we got into the topics, or you just want to jump right into them? Um, I mean, not a whole lot. My computer's busted. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I got to figure that situation out. That's not a good thing. So Marcus thinks he knows why it's busted. Yeah. You much, did- uh, oh, <laughs> you know. my Something's <laughs> wrong with my logic board, so uh, it won't turn on. Mm, I don't even know what logic the logic board yeah, is. Either. But um, apparently, like, they don't have the parts anymore. They don't make the parts mm. for that computer anymore. So How old is the computer? Like six years old. Yeah, for a computer that's like ancient, unfortunately. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. so, and then um, I saw my friend. He was here for a while, so that was really good, too. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, so. Yeah. Had a good time. We couldn't meet up with you two, unfortunately. Well, I've had some car problems this week. (laughs) Yeah, we've all had a lot of technical (laughs) problems. So I had a a tire blowout and then an axle brake. So my car's been in the shop pretty much all week, unfortunately. But it's good to go now, at least for the day. Mark, does anything break for you this week? (laughs) Yeah, but I did. He broke his watch. Oh, you did. I did get a little, yeah. Yeah. Got a fresh cut. Uh, you know, kind of had to reset. You know, kind of like Lonzo mm-hmm. Ball. You know, kind of reset. Yeah, right. <laughs> he did do that this week. You know, right. and uh, you know, it was a little uneven in the front, and I was like, I was tired of sort of kind of managing it, and I was like, you know what? Let me just cut it off and just make it even. You, mm-hmm. know? So. you always look good to me, Marcus. Yeah, so man, appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, man. I think yeah. that's a good little catch up. Oh yeah, you were supposed to let us know. When your dad was uh, wrangling dolphins back right. in the day, when did you find I did not <laughs> find out, so I will find well, out for next week. Oh. Right. Well, you probably won't well, find out for next yeah, week either, right. but, you know. <laughs> well, next time we, you know, have We a get show. together. Yeah. In December, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think. It, it might is be. December, December 2nd. Jeez. It is. I know, right? We're taking a little hiatus. But there'll be an episode for, next week. Right. There will be. It just won't be newsworthy, I guess. Right? 
Yeah, but we, we have got, a we special surprise, edition. Yeah, we have a special edition. For yeah, you. right. So subscribe to us on <laughs> iTunes and YouTube. All it's all been updated. I was a little late this week. I apologize, but yeah, it's all good. You know. It's updated. You can subscribe. It's all good for who? <clears throat> for you or for the listeners? For the listeners. This right. week's episode. <laughs> this will this will be up on Sunday, and next okay. week's will be up on Sunday too. I promise. Yeah, cool. right. we used to have four uh, subscribers. Now we have ten. Boom on YouTube. Yep. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. We're killing it. I think I do have two channels, and I might have subscribed with both of them, but I'm still counting it. Okay. I'll well, take yeah, it. Right. <laughs> we've, we've, like, doubled, basically. Yeah. Okay. Boom. All right. It's, an, it's, a, it's a juggernaut. Get on board right. at the bottom. And we're okay. also on uh, Facebook Live. Oh, so. yeah. Like us on Facebook. You'll get a notification. Yeah. I'm watching mm-hmm. us on Facebook Live right now. Oh, yeah. it's yeah. over there. Yeah, you're watching right. the YouTube yeah. version <laughs> of the uh, podcast. <laughs> right. But all right, that's enough self-promotion. Right. Let's get into our first topic, which is going to be the Major League Baseball Awards. And I'm just going to kind of go from maybe the less important ones, less... What is wrong with you, Jesse? Nothing, nothing. Well, there's a YouTube video. No, People I'm can good. see. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> okay. No, I'm good. All right. So I'm going to start off with Manager of the Year, because it's the most boring one, I think. It is. <laughs> we'll start in the NL. The most inaccurately named one, yeah. And I'm just going to go through who all got votes from the bottom to the top. Okay. Sixth place, Joe Madden of the Chicago Cubs. Fifth place, Dusty Baker, now departed uh, from the Washington Nationals. Fourth place, Craig Council with the Brewers. Uh, third place, Bud Black with the Colorado Rockies. Second place, Dave Roberts with the LA Dodgers. And manager of the year in the National League is Tori Lavello of the Arizona Diamondbacks. So... Start off with that. Do we think the right guy won there? I'm gonna say no. Yeah, it's Dave Roberts. It's pretty clear. I don't. I almost want to say Craig Council should have gotten finished higher up. The Brewers are not that good, and they almost made the playoffs. Hmm. Whereas Dave Roberts has this huge payroll, and I feel right. like the Dodgers are supposed to be good. I don't know, Jesse. What's your you. What's your two cents on this? I think the right person won. Oh, yeah. I know <laughs> a little twist there, but no, I I do think. I mean the diamond the Diamondbacks had. A great year, you know, mm-hmm. um, in a tough division, in a very tough division. They had a great year. Um, they had a winning record against the best team in baseball, the Dodgers, for whatever that's worth. Not a whole lot um, when we're picking manager of the year. <laughs> but um, no, they had a fantastic year. And, um, you know, manager of the year generally goes to the manager whose team overperformed. And that was definitely the Diamondbacks this year. All right. I suppose that's fair. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we're kind of split here. I don't know. I can if... agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You've kind of swayed me. All right. I'll go with it. Good job, Jay. I think yeah. this, is this the first time that <laughs> has ever so. happened yeah. on Total Body Jargon where Maybe. I just like you were the one that was right. You? Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> one point. Funny. <laughs> Funny. Okay. All right. So we're kind of we're in agreement on that. I guess it's yeah. at a certain point. All right. So we're done. I with made the agreement happen. Yeah. <laughs> Now moving into the American League, only four managers have votes here. Fourth place, Joe Girardi, who's been fired by the New York Yankees. His team got to the ALCS. Third place, A.J. Hinch with the Houston Astros, who won the World Series. Second place, Terry Francona, uh, the Cleveland Indians, who got to the ALCS for the second consecutive year. And the winner is Paul Molitor, the Minnesota Twins manager, who um, they made the playoffs but got knocked out in the wild card round by the New York Yankees. So I ask you guys again, right guy win that award? I mean, I guess by using the same logic that um, Jesse did, I mean, the Minnesota uh, Twins, they were not really projected to be that good. Right. Right. They went to the playoffs, you know, so. 
Yeah, I think I would agree. I think Paul Molitor is the right guy to win. I would have had Joe Girardi second place. Right, yeah. I, I think the order is messed up there. Terry Francona doesn't really belong there. Yeah, they went I to the World know, right? Series yeah. last year. Yeah. Like, they're a good team. <laughs> right. They're supposed to be good. And Joe Girardi got to the ALCS with a team that I personally expected to be okay this year. Right. Like a 500 team. And they almost got to the World Series. Um, they so, were a game away from yeah. it. So yeah. I would have Joe Girardi in the, in the second spot. Right. But, uh, Jesse, you think Paul Molitor is the right guy? Um, I do. And and the reason is just because, like, I, I feel like the Yankees had more pieces to make a run, you know, with the emergence of Judge, a big power uh, hitter. And then you have, like, Gary Sanchez, a very good catcher. You have a couple good starting pitchers on that team. Like, they, you know, they had the pieces to overperform. Mm-hmm. Um, the Twins had a bunch of new kids basically and yeah. they had byron buxton um and Sano, uh both of whom were hurt for a decent part of the year um mm-hmm. but i i think uh molitor makes the most sense um even though they did end up having like 86 or 85 84 to 86 wins somewhere in there which yeah. is like in a second wild card average. spot yeah. but um no definitely i i think I, I mean, I could also have seen Girardi winning mm-hmm. that. That that would have made a lot of sense to me too. Yeah. But I have no objections to Molitor winning it. Yeah, I have objections to Francona being second. That that's is my main objection. That's weird. I would have even had Hinch above Francona. I would have had Francona like fourth, fifth down the line. Yeah, personally, that's mm-hmm. a weird one. But whatever. We don't have a. I, vote. I guess it's because they won twenty four games in a row. I'm sure that has. Something yeah, I mean, to they had the best it. record in the AL. Right, right. But still. Well, I, when do the r- voting? The voting is right after the season, right? But before the mm-hmm. playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I guess that makes sense. All right. Well, whatever. Paul Molitor is the right winner, so we'll take it. All right. Now moving on to the. Yeah, I mean, just. Uh, I, I mean, I know we discussed this before, but just the manager of the year award does not make sense to me. It, it just is a. It's a illogical award. It goes to the manager who um, whose team overperformed, which is not a good bar for for weighing a manager if if you're if you have a a good team and you're the manager you will not win manager of the year for the most part i mean you won't it's always like they are just immediately dismissed out of contention for the award let alone we have i mean we can see some of the transactions they make like with the gm and if they find somebody and then they emerge and do and play really well or pitch really well um you know, we can look at those things, but there is so much, 90, 95% of what a manager does on a daily basis, we are completely blind to. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's why the award doesn't make any sense, because we'll never know who really did a great job. We yeah. won't. And know? what I'm kind of finding now is like, for example, like Joe Girardi getting fired, they kind of want the manager to be like a mouthpiece for the GM or the front office anymore. And it's like, just do what we tell you to do versus... Mm-hmm make these decisions and, you know, be a good manager. Because Joe Girardi is a very good manager. I don't know what the Yankees are looking for now in a manager. So that's a whole, that's a question mark. But yeah, I would agree with you. The manager of the year award um, is a little bit less, like, straightforward as far as merit-based than all right. the other awards. Definitely. All right. Now moving on to the most obvious awards or, or given away, the Rookie of the Year. It was pretty straightforward in yeah. both leagues. Um, in the National League, it looks like nine guys got votes. I'm just going to read off the top four. Fourth place was Reese Hopkins with the Phillies. The third place, Josh Bell with the uh, Pirates. Second place, Paul DeYoung with the Cardinals. And first place, getting all 30, place, 30 first place votes was Cody Bellinger. I feel like that's pretty straightforward. Pretty much. Cody Definitely. Bellinger. Yeah. 
He and deserved it. Same goes in the American League. Um, I'll read off all the names here because it's only you know, six of them. Sixth place, Jordan Montgomery with the Yankees. Fifth place, uh, Jesse's favorite player, Yuli Gurriel with the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth place, Matt Olson with the Athletics. Third place, Trey Mancini with the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, yeah. Second place, Andrew Benatendi with the Red Sox. And first place, again, getting all 30 of the first place votes is Aaron Judge. I think that's pretty fair. It's fair. Now, what do you think yep. about Mancini getting that bronze? I mean, I like it. Uh, I just wish he was a little younger. Yeah, he's you know? 25, right? Yeah, I just wish he was a little younger. Then we would we would have something, but, you know. Because him and Judge are about the same age, but Ben Attendee is a little bit younger. Of course, he's with the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. It works out that way. Mm-hmm. I read this piece on uh, Fangraphs about Mancini, who the, the this guy that writes at Fangraphs had votes, and he didn't even vote for Mancini at all. Um because he's a bad fielder, not a great base runner. He just hits home runs and hits for average pretty well, but doesn't really get on base that great. Um, but you think the third place is like deserved there? Since we yeah. are Orioles fans, we got some input there for sure. Yeah, uh, we need some love. You know, we need some love. <laughs> I, I I mean, I think it makes sense because further down the list, there wasn't any two attractive options for that third place. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of agree with my that assessment of him i I don't love mancini um i'm not like that excited about him i would be surprised if he's like a durable guy that plays with the orioles for three or four years i would be very surprised if you know we see him he's a better version for a while reimolds yeah, 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 but Reimold had that athleticism. I feel like yeah, that is true. What I'd like to he see, was quicker. I would Reimold quicker, was fast. Yeah, but he yeah. wasn't typically a, a really. He was a good fielder for the player he was, but he wasn't really like a, a no. Fast he, he was like probably about an average fielder. I think Mancini's below average. I'd like on Man- the base pass though. Reimold could yeah, he run hustled, a little he bit. Hustled, yeah, right. Sure. I'd like Mancini to just be the DH. You would you would increase his value because you'd get rid of his fielding, mm-hmm. and you would and he'd just be base running and, and hitting the ball. And I think he'd be more valuable there than. Trumbo's been recently for the oh, yeah. Orioles. Right. Trumbo's gone. Well, we'll see. We'll see. That'll be a topic at some point. The hot stove in baseball. Maybe. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Things are starting off pretty slow. Yeah. Yeah, true. The Orioles signed a guy, guys. <laughs> Ryan O'Rourke. Yeah. No one's ever heard of him. <laughs> Buster only tweeted out, and I think he spelled his name wrong the first time, so <laughs> that's the kind of quality we got going on right now. All right. Let's go to the Cy Young Award winners. Starting in the National League again. Uh, a lot of guys got votes. I'll, I'll just start with, I'll do the top five here. All right, so fifth place, Kenley Jansen uh, the, from the Dodgers, the top-rated uh, reliever in the NL Cy Young Award winning, uh, or voting. Uh, fourth place, Zach Greinke with the Diamondbacks. Third place, Steven Strasburg with the Nationals. Second place, Clayton Kershaw with the Dodgers. And first place, Max Scherzer with the Nationals. What do we think? I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have given it to Kershaw, but but Kershaw missed a lot of time. He yeah. did, he did. So can you do that? Can you that, give it to yeah, a guy? That, that that that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel, I just, I just feel like Kershaw. I mean, you know, we had this conversation, and, and Scherzer's numbers at the time were a little more dominant, uh, like midway through the season. But um, Kershaw ended up with slightly better numbers. So okay, um, here I'll read off the numbers here. Yeah. So Scherzer ended up sixteen and six, with a two point five one ERA, two hundred and two. I'm sorry, two hundred and two thirds innings pitched, two hundred and sixty eight strikeouts, and a point nine zero WHIP. Go, going over to Kershaw, eighteen and four. So he had more wins, two 
two point two point for missing time. Too. Yeah. yeah, a two point three one ERA, which is uh, point two lower. Uh, da, da, da. He threw only one hundred and seventy five innings. He struck out two hundred and two. So both those are lower, probably because he was injured. And then he ended up with a point nine five WHIP, which is a which is point oh five higher than Kershaw. So they're close, but you're right as far as ERA and wins, he is better. But do people really care about wins anymore? I mean, that's what that's why the pitcher is there to get the wins and make sure they don't score runs. So that's kind of like the two. If that's how I normally judge a pitcher, you know, how many wins does he have and what is his ERA? Not yeah, really a whip. And but all it was that like stuff. Felix Hernandez won a couple years ago with like twelve wins. But he had like a two ERA or something, and he was on a team that didn't make but the playoffs. How many strikeouts did he have? He probably had some insane strikeout. It yeah, was yeah he did. Something that was oh, yeah. crazy. Well, know? that's what yeah. I'm saying is he deserved it. You can't necessarily look at wins as the end-all, be-all, because also Kershaw was on the best team in baseball that was more likely to win sure. than Scherzer was. Also, Scherzer had the most crap bullpen probably well, in they, the league. In the end, they only got, what, seven more wins or something, than, or nine more wins, which I guess in baseball is a lot. Yeah, but, it is. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. But so you think Kershaw should have got, should have gotten it? I I would have, but yeah, I'm kind of kind of feeling like I'm gonna switch my opinion. Yeah, Kershaw should have won. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna stick with Scherzer. I think Scherzer's the right guy. He was healthy the whole year. He's like a he's a horse, man. It, it, if um, Kershaw was healthy the whole year, he definitely would have won. You would have given yeah, it to him. Yeah, and as long as those extra couple innings, he would have still been really good. If he yeah, had, you right. know, yeah, yeah, probably. But I think being healthy could have had 20 wins. Yeah. Exactly, and that that is kind of magical. Even though I, you know, I don't regard the wins that much. Right, but twenty is twenty, 20 is twenty is twenty. Yeah. You got to be good to get to twenty. You don't luck into twenty. But yeah. I'll stick with Scherzer. Okay. All right. All right. Going over to the AL. Um, let's <laughs> see. A lot of guys got votes here. I'll start with the highest rated reliever again, which is Craig Kimbrell, who came in sixth place. Fifth place is Dustin. Or Dustin, Justin Verlander with the Tigers and then with the Astros. Fourth place, Carlos Carrasco with the Indians. Third place, Luis Severino with the Yankees. Second place, Chris Sale with the Red Sox. And first place is Corey Kluber. I think winning his third Cy Young Award or Ooh. second Cy Young Award. Dude's winning them. What do you think? Good or bad? Eking out them. Chris Sale. That's, that's a pretty big deal. Right. I mean, Kluber was really good. I mean, Sale had over 300 strikeouts this year. 300 strikeouts. Right. First so person that, sent, like, Pedro Martinez. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So that's pretty remarkable, you know. Um, and the fact that he couldn't win it even with his 300 strikeouts. But um, Kluber's really good. Yeah. I so mean, that, here's the statistical breakdown. Uh, Kluber ended up uh, going 18-4. and four which was the most wins in the American League, if you're into that type of thing. Uh, he had a 2.25 ERA, which th- was the lowest ERA. He threw five complete games, which led the league. Three shutouts, which led the league. Uh, threw 203 in- 203.2 innings, struck out 265, which ain't too shabby. Not at all. Um, and his whip led the league with a .87 whip. Chris Sale um, went... S- that, the whip is just <clears throat> dominant. That's I ridiculous. mean that that that's amazing for a starting pitcher. What's the whip again? Walks and hits per inning pitched. Mm. So it's like how many base runners you allow every inning minus errors. So most more innings, he he has no runners on more often than he has runners on. Well, oh, wait, no, no, he not. had a point eight six. Oh wait, so he still would he average like every other. So over nine innings, like eight of them, he'll have yeah with one. He'll have one person on yeah. And then one inning, he won't. Yeah, and that includes games where you suck, 
and you have a right. real bad game, and then that's also the games that you're a dominant. So, right. yeah. you know, but that's super impressive. Going over to Chris Sale, he finished 17 and 8 with a 2.9 ERA through 214.1 innings, which led the league. Struck out 308, which by far led the league. And his FIP, um, which is more of like a, an extended metric, was 2.45, which led the league. His uh, whip was .97, so pretty good still. Yeah. Those 208 strikeouts are impressive, but just like Corey Kluber, again, like the dominance of that low ERA, the complete games, you know, yeah. that low whip – I just I think that's the right choice for me. I do Chris Sale's fine. I think he's good, but even looking at the voting, he very clearly was in the minds of most voters the second most valuable pitcher. Well, and um, what's his, um, Kluber is not as much a strikeout pitcher. No. He's much more of a, a contact, weak contact pitcher than yeah. getting ground balls stuff like. Yeah, that. but even yeah. still, he had over nine strikeouts yeah, right, per nine right. innings. Like exactly. he was striking out a batter an inning. Yeah, right. So which is still really good. But so yeah, I'm sticking with Kluber. What do you think, Kluber Sale? Kluber. Well, I would have taken Sale, right. but yeah, I'm gonna take but Kluber. but that that whip is really impressive. Yeah, so I'll give him that. But okay. yeah, all right. Now we're gonna go to the MVP. I'm gonna start with the AL this time because mm. it was a little bit less compelling of a vote, whereas the NL one ended up real close. So in the AL, uh, five guys got votes. Fifth place was Francisco Lindor with the Indians. Fourth place, Mike Trout with the Angels. Third place, Jose Ramirez with the Indians. Second place, Aaron Judge with the Yankees. And first place, I think he ties as the shortest MVP ever, is Jose Altuve. They got it right. Makes sense, yeah. I'm no, happy yeah. with it. The people were coming down saying they thought Judge might get it, all those home runs, and he had it was a good fielder and all that jazz. Yeah. Um, but I think they made the right decision. Yeah, definitely. The other thing was with, I mean, who knows, would you think they would have made the right decision had the Astros not won the World Series? But that's uh, my question again is when does the voting happen? Right. I think the voting happens, you know, earlier. Prior, yeah. Right. It happens before. So I would have made the same decision, I would assume. Right. Mm, I think if, if they lost, I think you'd give it to Aaron Judge. Just because he came on so strong. It was like a phenomenon, you know. Yeah, he was terrible in the division series. Yeah, he was. Judge was. Um, and the ALCS, he was better. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know the one the one name on that list that I mean Francisco Lindor making that list like I mean he's obviously a phenomenal player most of the season he had like a really down year like hitting wise at least he was really struggling for a while so I mean it's pretty amazing that despite that he still got on the MVP list you know yeah that, I mean I mean that's he yeah. got four fourth place votes and twelve fifth place votes so mm-hmm. it wasn't like people were like oh yeah he's the MVP right um. But, yeah, they vote. There's a lot of people on here. Um, I think Jose Ramirez will be a future MVP. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm calling that now. So it looks like 22 guys garnered MVP votes in the AL. The highest Oriole was Jonathan Scope yeah. at 12th. Yeah. Johnny Scope, man. The no, Manny Machado, nowhere to be found. Nowhere no. to be found. Which is not surprising. He was Pick so bad. He swing, bro. He f- eventually figured it out. <laughs> um but yeah, so just the stats real quick on Altuve and Judge, just the basic bare-bones ones. Altuve had 24 homers and 81 RBI, um, 32 stolen bases, um, 346 batting average. I believe he won the batting title with that. Uh, 410 on base percentage. Then going over to Aaron Judge, uh, 52 home runs and 114 RBI, 9 stolen bases, 284 batting average, and a 422 on base. 
Judge crushes them in the uh, power categories, but Altuve and is just base. Su- yeah. Altuve yeah. is just such a well. Wait, what was Judge's on base? Four twenty-two. Altuve's wow. was four ten. Yeah, um, but Altuve is just such a well-rounded player. Yeah, like, and that's why I, I feel that um, you got to give it to Altuve because mm-hmm. Judge, if he keeps it up, he's going to win one. Yeah. I feel like. Altuve is just like one of the years that he's going to have. You know, it's a great year. He probably won't do it again. Yeah, I mean, he's been pretty solid. He's in that prime of his career. The only thing is he's got like Altuve's that like that uh, combination player, like Jesse was kind of saying, that he does it all that's really sexy mm-hmm. right now that people are really into. Mm-hmm. Whereas Judge, I mean, Judge is really great overall too, but he's got like that power, that like old school, like, oh, yeah, we want the guy on the team that hits the home runs, mm-hmm. drives in the runs. Like you're saying, I think he will eventually win an MVP if he stays that good. Right. Um, we'll see about that. But are you saying that they should have given it to Altuve based on some sort of like fairness or you know? Like, kinda, well, I guess I'm you know what I mean. Like I don't, I don't think yeah, that's right. I, mean, I, I just feel like uh, if you give it to Judge, right, Altuve is he able to replicate that that kind of season for him to be garnered as an MVP? I, I, I mean, he he's reached close to those numbers, but I mean, but you can't base it off. I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, judge judge like, could get year, hurt. A lot of other and, guys, you know, who uh, hit a lot of home runs, you know, who have better stats than Altuve. You know, mm-hmm. Altuve so. did finish third in the MVP voting last year. Okay. Prior to that, he finished tenth and then thirteenth. So he's like progressively moving up. I mean, he's been an All Star four years in a row. Won a Gold Glove. Won four straight Silver Sluggers. Like. And he's twenty seven. Um, he'll be he'll he won't he doesn't turn twenty eight until May. He, that is really young. Like yeah. for I mean that's a list of accomplishments for being so young. I mean he certainly seems on his way to being a Hall of Famer. Definitely. Um, Aaron Judge, you don't know still. He won Rookie of the Year, but a lot of guys win Rookie of the Year and then flame out. So right. we'll see. But um, the league can adjust exactly. Yeah. Although he struggled in twenty sixteen, Judge did, and then adjusted and killing it. So. We'll see if he has a sophomore slump next Uh-oh. year. I hope so. We we need him. <laughs> the Orioles do need him yeah. too. <laughs> All right, now going to the final category and the most con- hotly contested. So I'll go with the top five here. In fifth fifth place is Charlie Blackman from the Rockies. Fourth place is Nolan Arenado from the Rockies. Third place Paul Goldschmidt from the Diamondbacks. Second place my boy Joey Votto from the Cincinnati Reds, and eking him out. Votto finished with three hundred points in the voting. Giancarlo Stanton from the Miami Marlins finished with 302 points Ooh. to win it. Who he may soon be traded, but yeah, right to uh, the Orioles. Um, maybe the Red Sox, which <laughs> would be unfortunate. Right. No fair. <laughs> so, what do you think, Jess? We'd get to see him play more often. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I'm okay with <laughs> not yeah, seeing right. him play. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want me to read the stats or no, anything? No, no, I think it's fine. I would have taken Goldschmidt. I said that a long time ago. I, I've always thought that he was, you know, he's obviously an underrated player. Yeah, definitely. Um, he just does it all defensively on the base pass, hits homers. He had over a hundred RBIs. I'm pretty sure. Uh, um, me, I'll read that. Yeah, I'll see. So, hundred and uh, hundred and twenty. He he's another one of these. He yeah, he does it all, and I would have given it to him, Stanton. You know, his raw power is just, you know, unprecedented. But 
and he does have a good arm out in right field. But yeah. um, so let me let yeah. me go down the stats real quick. I'll go down those th- those top three. So Stanton, uh, two eighty one batting average, three seventy six on base, fifty nine home runs, and one hundred and thirty two RBIs. Joey Votto, uh, thirty six home runs, one hundred RBI. A three twenty batting average and a four fifty four on base percentage. That's a ridiculous <laughs> on base percentage. Getting on almost every other time. And then Paul Goldschmidt, uh thirty six homers, one hundred and twenty RBI, two hundred two ninety seven batting average and a four oh four on base. So yeah. pretty good. I, I I'm I don't think Stanton should have won it. I agree. Right. No, I mean he just mashes the the ball and like this was especially with everything with the baseballs and everything like those home run numbers might be kind of inflated. Yeah, not so, his fault, but that's right. just how it is. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, with 59 home runs. 59 led the league, led the whole league. And he he came on strong at the end of the season. Cuz he was struggling for a little bit and then he started hitting like mashing and then he was like chasing like history. And everybody was like, "Oh, is he going to get 60?" And I mean, he didn't get it, but well, mean, And here's my thing about it is, okay, Stanton, Votto, Goldschmidt the only one of them that made the playoffs was Goldschmidt. Does that matter? Do you think? Should it matter? No. I, I, I mean, basically, I think about the MVP as like... Now, I wouldn't use the war stat, but basically, conceptually, the MVP is like the war. The most valuable player in all of baseball. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, it, it's like whatever war you can produce. <laughs> right, you know, And that's how I think about it. Um now, I wouldn't just have the MVP voting determined by your war because yeah, right, right, I think right. there are shortcomings to your war, the war statistic. But conceptually, I think that's how you should determine the MVP. Yeah. And um, to the me, Goldschmidt did it. Had two people in the top five. Rockies, well, they but, made the wild yeah, card. They made the wild card. And, and lost, lost to the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Yeah. Um, so, okay. If, in terms of war from baseball reference, so baseball reference and fan graphs do war a little bit differently. Um, for the top war player in all of baseball was Altuve with an 8.3. Second was Judge, 8.1. Third is Stanton, 7.6. Fourth, Votto. Then Arenado, Andrelton Simmons, Jose Ramirez, Mike Trout, Mookie Betts. Simmons? Andrelton Because his, I mean, his defense is, so is unbelievable. So yeah. Wow. Gold, Goldschmidt's not anywhere on there. I would have picked Votto personally. If we're going to go out of the... You know, out of the playoffs, whatever. Votto, his on base percentage, he plays a decent enough first base, and he's on a crap team, and he still had 36 home runs and 100 RBIs. Right. Uh, he's my dude. I love him, though. Yeah. Uh, I've always thought he's fantastic. But mm-hmm. that would be my pick. He has a great eye. He's fantastic. 454 <laughs> on base, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, Imagine that's if the unreal. Orioles had a guy I know. that came even close to that. Yep. In the 400s, they don't. No. Yeah. I mean, 400 alone is a fantastic yeah. on-base percentage. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. Let no. alone 450. <laughs> 454. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, all right. So we're done with baseball. Anything yeah. else to add on that? It's a good list. I think they are pretty generally they got everything right. You know, yeah, I think they did part. a pretty good job, the voters. I'm not, I'm not upset Stanton won. Yeah. But, I mean... Jesse's upset. The, the, no, I'm not. I mean, they, I mean, you can't screw it up that badly, though. It's True. not like you're gonna pick, you know, someone horrible for any of these. Like, of course, so they'll be in the ballpark. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, a pun, a yes, pun, a pun. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. All right, now we got to get a little dark. We're going to mm. politics. Dun, dun, dun. So last... Politics is generally dark. That's true. Yeah. So last week we talked about Roy Moore, uh, the Senate candidate, uh, the Republican Senate candidate for Alabama. 
Um, some stuff's going on with him. We'll talk about that in a minute. First, though, we'll talk about the newest allegations against a sitting senator. They come against Minnesota Democrat Al Franken, who apparently during a 2006 USO tour uh, forcibly kissed um, uh, Leanne Tweeden, who's a uh, morning news anchor in Los Angeles. And he also, there was a picture that came out of him while she was sitting, it looks like sleeping, he uh, motioned to grab her breasts. Um, and he has since apologized. He sent kind of a weak apology at first and then later followed up with a better apology. Um, uh, some people are calling for his job. Uh, a lot Gotta of go. A lot of fellow Democrats are calling for an ethics committee to investigate um, and then determine from there. Marcus, you got an opinion on this. What do you think should be done with Senator Franken? Well, it all, my opinion stemmed <clears throat> from the photo that, you know, he had. Mm -hmm. So he has a photo he takes, you know, jokingly putting his hand around her breast, and then he sends the photo to her. Oh, okay. Know? So the idea that he sends the photo to her and sort of like, you know, rubs it in her face, hey, I got power, you know, it's a power tip, mm -hmm. you know, so... I'm, I don't like that. I I'm, feel like that's, that's I'm, 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 misconduct. And I, as I know he used to be a comedian, right? Right. Like, he was on SNL Saturday right. Night Live so, for a long time. I, yeah, I might interpret him sending the photo to her differently than you do. Why? Well, you're saying it's like rubbing it in her face as like a power move. I I don't know why he did it. I mean, it was dumb, obviously. But I would mean, it could have. It, it could. Would you do it? No, I never would have done any okay. of that in the first place. But what, I, what I'm saying is, you know, he might have thought it was a joke or something like that. And like, not even thinking, you know, so I, I can see how, he, you know, if he thought he was her friend or something like that. Look, we took this funny picture with you while you were asleep and sent it to her. I don't know. Now, I'm not saying you're wrong. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying that most likely, in my mind at least, he that was his mindset. Okay. Yeah, right. Well, not, not as like, oh, I don't like you or whatever. I'm, I'm exerting my power and influence over you. And look, I'm throwing it in your face. Look at this. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean we're both speculating. It wasn't that extreme. Like, oh, you know, but the fact that. Look, look at this photo, bro. Like, come on now. I got the photo up. That's she's, creepy. She's, I, I mean, it is uh, creepy. It is creepy. And there's a guy next to it. Looks like he's blindfolded. Or, I don't know. It's a weird thing going on. Yeah. My thing is, I can understand what you're saying in terms of. I think he. I think he probably did think it was a joke. But right. maybe we should be at a point in society where that's not a joke, and it's obviously not a joke. Oh, it's, it's a problem. Right. It's a yeah. Oh, it's a problem. Yeah. So does intent when in society was that just a joke? Right. It that's is. It's never, very I mean, that's, weird. Come on. Well, that's the thing is... That's like, you sleep, and I stand over you doing a Captain Morgan butt naked, right. and my cock is out there. You know what I mean? Like, that, <laughs> like, like that's not yeah. funny, you know? Right. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is, does intent matter in this case? Does it matter that he was joking around? No. No. I would say it's it does not It's just crude matter. and no no class. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's a tough thing because, okay... This past week with, you know, the Roy Moore stuff going on, Democrats have wanted to take the, the high ground and be like, oh, these people abusing and whatever. And now one of their own's done it. And it's Franken, who's a very likable senator who, you know, a lot of people respect, look up to. And he's done it. I mean, should it cost the man his job? Do we got to we got to get rid of Al Franken? It, you got you got to get rid of anybody, whether, whether you're white, you're black, Democrat, um, whatever, Republican, gay, white, straight. It doesn't matter if you do something out of. Uh, contact within 
political scale, just mm-hmm. framework, you got to go. Because what do we... What do we look up to politicians for? Right. Guidance, leadership, morals. Moral. These po- these people supposedly <clears throat> supposedly have the highest moral compass, you know, standard and we're supposed to be asking them to lead us. So you people doing like this, come on now. I I can't get with it. You know what I mean? It basically right. the uh the Republican can now use this as a you know oh but you guys are doing it you know what I mean but and that's why this this is that's why you got to get rid of it you know you got to cut nip it if you do something wrong like this got to go you know well I I think partly what it is is like the Democrats are like scared to like set a standard and be like okay Al Franken you must go and then like they don't know what else is hiding in their closet where there could be other male you know, senators, Congress people who have done similar things and soon might be coming out of the woodwork and all of a sudden, like, they got a... Yeah, so from a political perspective, I get why they aren't quick to throw them under the bus, even though I think that doing so would provide a nice contrast, easy contrast for people to understand, for voters to understand. We're the party against sexual assault, and they're the party that coddles people that are accused mm-hmm. of sexual assault. That's, so, yeah. now, I mean, the one thing that it has to be mentioned, right? What Al Franken did is not on the level of what Roy Moore did. Now, Franken should still have to resign. I think he should still step down. I think he should still resign because it's totally inappropriate. Who are you saying? Franken? Franken? Yeah, Franken should step down and Franken should resign because what he did was totally inappropriate and inexcusable. However, it's not, we can't misconstrue these two different events. What Roy Moore did, preying on people underage, um, forcing, um, someone's pants off them stuff like that Mm -hmm. that that is a another level of madness and craziness now i'm not just saying that to be like oh team democrat or like to to excuse any of what franken did but we have to keep in mind that there is a distinction between these two events okay you're absolutely right i gotta gotta put something out there though yeah you're absolutely right but if i'm being a judge at this two of the two. Mm-hmm. It's allegedly okay, and it happened what forty years ago for okay? Roy Moore. For for, for Roy Moore, mm-hmm. this guy has a photo of him. You know, well, that was I'm from two thousand five too. Yeah, photo, yeah, I, I, you know I, know, I know. know. Yeah. And she had oh, you know, I felt you know uncomfortable or not, and a photo, photo proof. Not saying that wanted you know wanted you know wrong is wrong, you know. Right. But I, if I'm a judge, I can't say Roy Moore. He got to step down without any proof. But I'm not saying that it didn't happen. You know, I'm just saying that you can't say that, oh, this is worse. You know, if you don't really have proof, well, he obviously had proof that he did something wrong. And the girl in the water is actually saying that she didn't like it. My thing is, okay. She did accept his apology, though. She did. So what we're kind of talking about here is like sort of like in the court of law type of a thing is like, you're right. Roy Moore has committed, it sounds like sexual assault. Um, I don't know what you call Franken's, but okay, that's sexual misconduct, misconduct, whatever, but whatever you're getting into like jail time. If the, you know, if the statute of limitations hasn't expired, all that jazz say it happened yesterday, right? You're talking about jail time for him. And yet it would obviously be different. But as far as being a Senator or not being a Senator, both both of them need to fall on the line of not being a Senator, right? right. Get it out of there. 
just no room for it. And yeah, you're right. I agree with that. There's going to be skeletons on both the Democrats and the Republican side. There's sitting representatives probably in the House, in the Senate, in in state councils and all that stuff that have these problems. You need to get rid of all of them. Right. Women right now feel like they can come forward, and that's good. You need to encourage that right. because you need to flush this type of person out of politics as a whole. Right. So sorry, Franken. People like you. I know, I know. You, they do, but you, you got to go. You've I mean, got, well, for the most part, I liked him, too. Well, a lot I, of people do yeah. because he's articulate, he's intelligent, all that stuff. A lot of senators are, but they're also they can be creeps. Right. So, um, you you got to get him gone. And also, this sets a good precedent for what's going on with Roy Moore, because you can say, look, this isn't allowed for this. So that right. won't be allowed either. Yeah, I mean, the Ethics Commission is just kind of a stalling tactic, I feel like. I feel like there's I no mean, point in even having it. You, yeah, like, I mean, Mark, we have evidence. enough evidence. Yeah. We, we we know what the deal is. Right. You know, he he should step down. Which was kind of disappointing because a, a lot of that was coming from Gillibrand, Kirsten Gillibrand from New York, who's like sort of got presidential aspirations. Like, she needs to be the one putting her foot down and be like, no. Not okay. So that was a little disappointing. But she's well. She said Bill Clinton should have resigned, right? But that's another thing that's getting brought up. Yeah, he should have. Yeah, right. It's easy to like. Yeah, just throw that out there from twenty years ago because there's no accountability. You don't actually have to address somebody who's sitting right next to you, like as your colleague. It's easy to just say in hindsight, "Oh yeah, that should have happened. He should have resigned." But it's harder to like do it in real time. Exactly, right a person now. that's probably a friend of hers. They probably had lunch or whatever right. together, and they talk on a regular basis. But sorry, man, you got to be the sacrificial lamb. You did something wrong. You got to pay for it. Yeah, um, definitely. So, and I'll do a quick little update on Roy Moore here. So last week we talked about the woman when she was fourteen, um, having interactions, inappropriate interactions with. Roy Moore. Um, this week, another person accused has come forward, uh, had a press conference um, when she was 16. Apparently, uh, Roy Moore locked a car door with her in it uh, and him in it and forced her head towards his crotch, um, said that I'm Roy Moore. No one's ever going to believe you. And then threw her out of the car onto the ground. She had a yearbook that um, he ha- he signed with the restaurant where she worked at the time. A lot of stuff going on. He's asked for a um, what uh, handwriting expert to look at it, but that science is inconclusive. Uh, he's standing by. Never, none of this stuff ever Appa- happened. Apparently, what you can do is there is like you could test it with chemicals or something to see how old. Okay. The yeah, but it's inconclusive, and I don't even think it's admissible in court a lot of times. So, mm-hmm. what is even the point of it? It's like you said, it's kind of a, a stalling tactic for him as well, and it looks like he's starting to fall behind in the polls. In very red Alabama, he's about eight points behind Doug Moore or Doug Jones. Uh, yeah, which is a humongous amount. Doug Moore, his cousin. Uh, <laughs> really? Running, no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> he said Doug Moore. I said Doug Moore instead yeah. of Doug Jones. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the there. It's happening. Something's happening. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, so there w- there was like a meme or whatever that like only in Al- this was before the the polls kind of swung, but like. Only in Alabama would uh, somebody who prosecuted uh, victims of the Klan, children who were victims of the KKK, would be down to, you know, a pedophile who molested children, basically, you know. And, I mean, that it's a sad state, 
but um, yeah. well, it, not I'm not. It's a sad state of affairs. Not, not Alabama. A, not a sad yeah. state. Yeah, yeah not mean, Alabama is a sad. state. I'm sure it has its problems, but um, <laughs> right. as we all do, right? But um, yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, it'd be yeah, nice I just want to reiterate one point. Could win. You know, so you can look at Hollywood. You look at politics. You know, a lot of people are coming out. Um, you know, Terry Crews was actually you heard that story. Mm-hmm. Um, assaulted, you know, the guy is a powerful, um, you know, producer, producer or something, just yeah. grabs his, you know, cries and, you know, oh, just, what you going to do? You know. And mean? Terry so, Crews is a former football player, like a big dude that big you guy. probably don't want to mess with. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> so it just, it's in power entitlement that's mm-hmm. going on. It's not really, I, I'm I'm not going to say it's a, a Democrat thing, it's a Republican mm-hmm. thing. It's not, right. you know, it's not a race thing. It's people in power who believe they can do and say whatever they want to do. And these people got to be shown, shown, not coddled, not, right. you know, protected based on, you know, the future, um, you know, political gains or whatnot. They got to be cut down and then start from scratch, you know. So, And I want to bring up one last thing about the most powerful person in politics right now. Uh, our president has weighed in on Al Franken, but has remained quite silent on Roy Moore. So on Twitter, huh. uh, yesterday... Do you think that has anything to do with partisanship? <laughs> Probably. Probably. So on the 16th, which was Thursday, we're recording this on Saturday, November 18th, he tweeted out, the Al Franken... He spelled Frankenstein wrong, but the Al Frankenstein picture is really bad, speaks a thousand words. Where do his hands go in pictures two, three, four, five, and 6 while she sleeps? And to think that just last week he was lecturing anyone who would listen about sexual harassment and respect for women. Yeah. But Donald Trump right. has had <laughs> quite a few yeah, right. allegations against him. And if you haven't watched it, whether you think CNN's fake news, whatever, Jake Tapper is fantastic. I don't care what you say. He had a really good piece about um, people in glass White Houses shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> and he went down the list of the, I think it's like 16 women that have allegations against Donald Trump. And you know what? They are probably right about it, and what needs to happen is an investigation needs to go into that. And if he is unfit, get him out. Right. If it's he should step down. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Impeached. You're getting rid of senators. You got to get rid of the president too. That might mean we have Mike Pence. But Mike Pence, uh, all the bad things about him, I feel pretty safe saying he's not probably touching women. He's like oddly loyal to his wife. Have you heard some of the stuff? Oh, he, does? he won't even go out to lunch with like people exactly. of the opposite gender, so, which is crazy. It is on weird. the other extreme. Yeah, <laughs> but, but at least we're not having somebody yeah, touching other true, women. Right, so right. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, we'll move into our final one. That's not really one topic, but we're going to go to the NFL and talk about a couple things real quick. If I can get my computer to work, and back to the NFL and back to Colin Kaepernick. So Colin Kaepernick uh, was bestowed the honor of being named. Uh, we we going? should just have our like Colin Kaepernick segment every time we come on this right, show. Man, we got a streak yeah. going. Have a little like yeah. intro music and yeah. a graphic go across. Exactly the right. <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Colin Kaepernick, um, he has been named uh, GQ's uh, Citizen of the Year because they've got a whole thing, Men of the Year, and they've also got a Woman of the Year. And they did an article on him. The article is kind of interesting because he's got like a, a silent protest going on. So Kaepernick didn't talk to GQ, but they took a bunch of photos of him and about a bunch of people like in his, I don't know, entourage, whatever, talked to the magazine, but named Citizen of the Year. Uh, what do we want to, how do we want to go with that? What do we want to talk about with him being Citizen of the Year? You think that's a good thing for him to do? And it's, it's a good thing. I like it. Um, I was surprised because I was like, oh, you know, I I didn't think a magazine would like recognize him like as, as the citizen of the year, mm-hmm. you know. So it was pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's just another uh, pillar into his uh, his 
his uh what's it, uh, his protest his uh his his brand you know so I think it solidifies it makes it more realistic m- makes it more real and you can kind of connect with him and um that's what it's about yeah I mean I think it is an interesting like citizen of the year is like an interesting title but I think I think it makes sense for him because what is Colin Kaepernick has kind of caused us to have a conversation about something that's uncomfortable to have a conversation about it's it's race relations in this country which everybody a lot of people per predominantly white people want to pretend are totally fine when they're definitely not fine. Um, so, I mean, I think it's, it's good. I don't, I don't know if it bodes well for his NFL future, but at this point, does that really matter? No, it I don't, doesn't matter. I think it's, know. that's in the wind. I don't think that's happening anymore. Jesse, you have any thoughts about Kaepernick being named citizen of the year? Um, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that a magazine would, would, uh, well, select G- him. And but. GQ is, if you read a lot of their articles there, they've become a very left leaning, magazine i'm sure they're very behind him so it, gq itself is not super surprising but yeah um yeah but i mean yeah i think it's good if it elevates his profile a little bit you know maybe some people are like well why did he win citizen of the year and then they learn about the good work that he's done mm-hmm. um you know beyond just the protest um th- that'd be a good thing hopefully you know it'll educate some people so yeah yeah, man, he's got his platform and he's doing stuff with it. So, hey, more power to him. I keep on doing what you're doing and we'll keep updating you on the podcast when yeah. stuff happens. All right. <laughs> stuff will happen. All right. So uh, we'll move on to uh, Jerry Jones. He's had a couple of things in the news this week. So the first, um, he was caught on, vi- not caught on video, I guess is the wrong word, but he had a video from 2013 um, where he made a joke about, uh, what's it? He's, I don't know. He made a comment. He was being recorded by somebody. I think it was um, the person was trying to get a video of Jerry Jones for that person's girlfriend. And he made a joke saying, oh, hi, so-and-so, whatever. Oh, he's with a black girl tonight. And basically making it seem like being with a black girl was a bad thing. Mm. Um, What do you guys make of this little tape coming out? I mean, is this surprising that Jerry Jones might be a little racist? (laughs) Yeah, it's a little. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Salt racism. Exactly. Yeah, a dash. A dash of racism. Jesse, what do you think? Um, I mean, n- I no, I'm not surprised that an NFL owner is is racist um, or had some racist comment. Uh, I, I mean, I really don't have much reaction to the story. I, I mean, and I, I kind of took it as he's an old white dude, and white dudes make racially motivated jokes a lot, mm-hmm. and it can be very. I've worked, I worked with old people for a while. They do that. Um, to them, it doesn't sound wrong. Right. I, I, he wasn't saying the N word. He wasn't doing any of that stuff. It's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna cost him anything, publicly or financially right. or anything. I mean, it's unfortunate, but is it surprising? Oh, yeah. So, so would you would you both say that he should step down for it? Mm. I mean, he mm. might have to eventually because the the war that he started with Goodell, you know. Right, but I, I'm saying for this comment, should he? I mean, should I feel he, like with. He said black with the tonation as if it was a bad thing. So it's not necessary. It's not the N-word. It's not um, deliberately saying, you know, that black is mm-hmm. bad or anything like that. It's just a, the tone of it. So I, I can't really, like, say anything because of the tone. It's just harsh. It's rude. I don't like it. Okay, whatever. And I just move on, you know. But if it's an actual racist line, then, yeah, I, I got to address it. I got to... Um, Say something about so it. So from an ethical perspective, like, let's say he was just acting in complete, you know, uh, 
whatever set of moral standards we have or whatever. Like he was drunk you, you, and he said it. Well, no, no. You, I, either way, you know, like do you, you don't think that he should ethically, from a moral perspective, step down from his seat because, because he of, said something because he said be, this comment can, can can be considered racist, but not inherently racist. Just how he said it made it racist. Right. I don't think so because yeah. it's just the tone of it. You know, like I, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I, I feel like that's not what I can do. Mm. You know what I mean? If it's an actual thing that's racist. You say, so, do you think the Texans owner should step down for? That's even more like that's more deliberate, though. You know, he's talking about the right. connection. Between, Were people calling for him to resign? Um, I, I don't, don't even remember that being a thing, but no. I feel like he definitely should have resigned after that. But how does how does an owner resign? You can't resign. Well, you sell the team. Yeah, but that's almost like, is that even a punishment? Right, you're gonna yeah, get yeah. You're going <laughs> to get billions money. of dollars. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I feel yeah. like it has to be more, you know, concentrated when it comes to racism, when it comes to saying something towards a person or a group of people, you know? Mm. Even that comment he said about, you know, the inmates running the jail, you know what I mean? It's it's a, it's a parallel. It's a contract. We have to paint it and say, oh, it looks like the the players are the inmates and he's the right. owner. You know, you have to fill it in. You know, if he didn't nat- actually say <clears throat> the players, the NFL players are the inmates and I control them, da 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 da. You know what I mean? So it's still we have to paint the picture, paint the narrative so it fits, and so therefore it gives them a little weak leeway. And you know that's okay. You know, watch yourself. You know, we watch it. You know? <laughs> yeah. The only thing I can compare it to is remember, I think it was the Clippers owner a couple years ago. Right. Oh, Sterling. yeah. He was on tape. He was yeah. saying the N word and stuff. And right. Saw, I don't think he saw um, black girl. Uh, what was it? I think it was a uh, nappy head. It oh. Was one. Uh, it was one college. I can't remember. Okay. But it you're was probably one college, right. and he said oh, about well, the, your young girl. Rutgers. But that was Don Imus. Okay. He was a radio guy. Yeah, yeah. that wasn't the uh, Clippers. when he called the. And the he did women lose his job. Yeah. 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 See, that's um, more concentrated talking about black women's hair being nappy. That's racist. You know, yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, and I guess he thought it sounded funny, but it no, just kind of not out of your mouth. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. But uh, yeah, I mean, you <laughs> comparing it to that Clippers owner saying that stuff where he was like being overtly racist, and he did lose his team. He had to sell the team. Oh, very unprofessional. Oh Jesse gosh. Ginsburg has a phone call. That's all right. It, it was an alarm. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it was one of your, you know. So slightly <laughs> less professional now. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, slightly it, less unprofessional now, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Because it was an alarm, not a phone call. Exactly. Maybe but, it was more unprofessional because I like set the alarm. I don't know. Depends on how you look at it. Yeah. Either way, you're off the podcast. So yeah. <laughs> hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> hope you had a good time. Yeah. Um. But yeah. All right. We kind of got it. We'll move on to the yeah. final, the final Jerry Jones issue, and I think it's the last thing we got going on. So. Roger Goodell right now, the commissioner of the NFL, uh, has about 18 months left on his contract as commissioner. He wants to renegotiate. I think he wants something like $50 million a year in a private jet. I don't know. Psych. You know, something something crazy. Um, Jerry Jones is not super happy with Roger Goodell, mostly over this Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. business. Uh, he's been suspended, unsuspended a thousand times. Um, and also, I think the Anthem stuff, he's got something. He wants them to have a mandate over standing or not. That hasn't happened. And Jerry Jones happens to be one of the most powerful owners in football, probably alongside Robert Kraft of the Patriots. Um, uh, just, just out of curiosity, of layers, yeah. how, how it does. They, it's taken for granted they're the most powerful. Why are they the most powerful? Because they have like big 
organizations like that are worth a lot of money or like well because the patriots and the uh cowboys are worth more or like why are they so well number one you got to think about how much they how much they bought the team for and then how much they're worth now you know how they had a ford magazine um how much is the patriot worth now they like i don't know billions of dollars now compared Mm -hmm. to when they first bought them and then number two um Cowboys won a lot of Super Bowls. Not recently, right. but they had a run, and they're, like, dominant, you know. And same for the Patriots. Won a lot of Super Bowls, best quarterback. That Their brand is just global, you know. So that would make them powerful. Everybody knows them. They're like Michael mm-hmm. Jordan, Nike, right. and we know who they are. So, okay. And my understanding about Jones is Jones has had a lot of influence on what the Super Bowl is today. He's added a lot of that flair and all that crap that goes on and has makes it the most the halftime shows and all stuff. that stuff that makes it the most watched watched television show every single year we are america's team exactly <laughs> and, he, and he's made football inherently like american you know what i mean yeah. so jones has had a lot of and it's sort of like a working your way up type mm-hmm. of a thing um but so this is a lot what's going on now is there's an article that's going to come out in espn the magazine in december but there's been some leaks about it and the big one of the big quotes that's coming out is uh Jerry Jones said to Roger Goodell, I'm going to come after you with everything I have. If you think Bob Kraft came hard after you for Deflategate, Bob Kraft is a pussy compared to what I'm going to do. That's the quote that's getting a lot of. (laughs) And then also Goodell's like restricted the use of NFL highlights on teams, Twitter pages. And Jones has been pissed about that. Um, I don't know. There's like so many directions we could go with this. Um, my my type of thing, what I'm sort of thinking is the NFL, is it like eating itself right now? Is Has the NFL reached its peak and it's only going to go down from here? If you've got a beef between the owners and the commissioner, I feel like things can only go down. Apparently, um, the NFL's talked to, uh, who's, the, who's the commissioner of the NBA right now? Um, Adam Silver. Yeah, they've apparently talked to Adam Silver about becoming the NFL commissioner. He said no. But like, would he be the commissioner of the NBA and the NFL? He'd probably have to step down. Oh. I feel like that'd be too much going on. Right. But do you think the NFL's like reached its peak and this is like the start, of, the beginning of the end? Beginning of the end because they're like you said, they're eating themselves, they're turning on themselves. Before they were, you know, basically uh, making the players pay for their mistake, their mm-hmm. their um, neglect on what the rules are. You know, mm-hmm. starting from like Michael Vick, from Ray Rice to. Uh, all these other instances where we have to sort of uh, punish the players and because it's not really a clear rule, set standard of how you're going to you know, de- negotiate and punish players for their misconduct. With that said, now the owners are out of line. So, you know, if the players are out of line, then you know the owners are, you know. So right. it's no rule, no set standard to deal with this type of thing. Um, but I want to say this all starts really from Elliot. Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. getting suspended, okay? So, I think that they had some sort of agreement, low-key, Goodell and um, Jerry Jones, that Elliott would not be suspended, okay? Mm-hmm. He ends up being suspended anyway, all right? Which is now, he's really upset because they something went went wrong with their little deal. And now, he's like... He's going to go full throttle and just make sure that Goodell does not get his $50 million and his free health care for life and his airplane, you know. So he's like, you screwed me, I'm going to screw you. So uh-huh. it, it's um, it's a war. I, I was listening to uh, Bomani Jones and The Right Time on the way home the other day. I think that show is about to get canceled, actually. But it's still got a couple more episodes, or at least this week it did. And he was talking about this, and he said, the problem is Roger Goodell is finding out 
that the owners think of him the same way they think of the players. Mm-hmm. He's just the help. They're, he's high-paid help. Like they, they still view him the same way, though. And they don't care you know, whether you're really good at your job or not. If you're not doing what they want you to do right now, they'll find somebody else to do your job. So I thought that was kind of an interesting way of looking at it, is the owners yeah. still think they are better than Roger Goodell, whereas Roger Goodell thinks he's part of that club mm-hmm. when he's not. You make $50 million a year, they're thinking, that's cute. We make a couple billion, hundreds of millions of dollars a year. We don't care about $50 million. So, right. but, but yeah, I mean, I've kind of thought about this with the NFL for a while. The, the level of play has dropped in the recent years. The, con- the concussion stuff going on, the anthem protest stuff, you know, that's obviously legitimately pissed off a part of the fan base, you know, whether that's right or not, but it has. Yeah. Um, it's just things are things are going downhill. My only thing is, what's the alternative? The people that like football are going to watch football. They're going to want that product. If the NFL dies, something else, a phoenix will ra- rise from the ashes as something else. So, I don't know. So, so you, you're imagining that the NFL might not exist anymore? I mean, like not, you could see that not happen. anytime soon, but I could see it happening. Not no. within like the next five years. Yeah, but probably like not that soon. Twenty or thirty years, you can. Just because I feel like we're at this point where people are aware of the inherent risks in football, the owners and you know commissioner obviously don't really care that much about you know getting rid of people that are beating up women or protecting the and the people from getting injured. Um, it's all about money, money, money. And I think that's sort of turned off left-leaning people a little bit. Now you've got the anthem thing, and that's turning off the right-leaning people. So now you've got, like, the diehards remaining. And I don't know if that's enough to sustain stump- sustain something, or else you could have – could you have a league ra- rise and be like, we're very aware of these issues, we're going to be very vigilant on them, and could that attract – everybody once again i don't i don't know i'm interested to see i, I think technology is a savior of the nfl and when i say that they need to revamp uniforms helmets um you know infrared uh first down lines you know football <laughs> yeah. i mean they need to do robots something. yeah they need to invigorate the sport because it it's so dull you know like you said there's only a few couple good teams and everybody else kind of sucks you know mm-hmm. Um, including the Ravens. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> but then, you know, it's just you got to worry about safety. You can't hit, you know, mm-hmm. like you used to, you know. You have the players off the field and their issues. It's just uh, it's a mess. And I feel like technology, somehow we can put it in. Um, I don't know. You have the helmet. You've seen movies and television uh-huh. shows. They have the helmets where it's like you can see, you know, the players and it's like – Futuristic or not, so somehow they need to add that element to the game that makes it more interesting. Interesting, and um, I heard somebody make the suggestion that they take away their helmets completely and try and have them play that way because then they wouldn't be using their head as a like weapon. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of merit to that, like in rugby. Yeah, yeah, because then you then you aren't as aggressive. Then you play knowing you don't have protection, and it changes how you play. That I mean, there, there's something to that. I think that's what rugby players do. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not obviously we don't really live in a country that has a ton of rugby going on, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> so I'm not into like what the concussion protocol is and how often people get hurt in that sport. But that would be an interesting comparison. Yeah, that would be. Or they use um, the helmets like um, pitchers are supposed to use. They're like the oh, yeah. helmets, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> some type of protection. We'll know. see about that. That's probably that's probably coming too. Yeah, we'll see about that. Mm. 
But yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll keep our we'll keep our eyes peeled. It's not going to break my heart if the NFL doesn't exist one day. Um, no. You know, it's not my favorite sport. It's probably like third, but <laughs> you know, I watch it occasionally. So yeah. we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Anything else you guys wanted to add this week? Anything uh, going no, on? Guys, uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Yes. Holiday. 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 Well, Thanksgiving's like, yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, maybe we have a worldwide audience, okay. possibly, but happy holidays to everyone. America does Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's not religious right, or anything. That's true. You know, I, I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do Thanksgiving? Yeah. You I mean, I, I I don't view it as doing Thanksgiving. I view it as like eating, getting together with family like you're I, such I, a weird man why so. I, I i don't know i i reject the idea of thanksgiving so of I, course I like, you do. yeah so i view it as just a gathering you know okay well enjoy your gatherings yeah. thank, you, thank you <laughs> um we will have an episode next week um it'll be coming out on the next the sunday after thanksgiving uh it's not going to be like newsy like we normally do it'll be a little different our thanksgiving special but uh but yeah, stay tuned for that. Follow us on all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, yeah, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. Leave a review. Oh, yeah. Please. I saw we had a review on Facebook today. Yeah, a, certain, I, oh, really? a certain co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, I had to. I had to. Or it's just a guy named Marcus Smith that yeah. also follows us. Right. That looks <laughs> a lot exactly of Marcus like this Marcus Smith. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you can do that. If you don't like us, give us an honest review, but but we'd appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah, cool. Thank you for listening, guys. This is Total Mind Jog. I'm your host, Marcus. I'm Tyler. And I'm Jesse.